Hey there, welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. I'm Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Entree is from entrepreneur, for somebody who is in business for themselves. And here's the deal, folks. If you're an independent contractor, you are operating a business, ready or not. So that makes you an Entree Courier. Welcome to the club. This podcast is here to help you think like a business owner and to thrive in your business. So let's get started, shall we? Well, hey there, Courier Nation. We have made it to another Friday, episode 12 of the Deliver on Your Business podcast. We are steaming through our 31-day Courier MBA series where we talk about mastering your business attitude. Now, there's something that I want to say here about this Courier MBA series. It really is more of a series, that there is a lot of content that we provide now that builds on content we provide in earlier episodes. So in the show notes, I encourage you to look through the episodes. Uh, if you want to really be get helpful information, you may want to go back and listen to or read through earlier episodes. You can go to the deliveronyourbusiness.com. You can click on the links on the show notes. And you can go to the blog posts that are essentially the same thing as what we're putting in the podcast. That way, if you prefer to read rather than listen, that is an option for you. You can go to iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you do podcasts, and you can find us there. And you can start from the beginning. And that might lay a little more of a foundation. I do want these episodes to stand well on their own. But sometimes I think you get even more value if you can kind of build on the information that we provide in earlier episodes. Now, today we are going to get to the heart of your business attitude. And, and the whole thing is about, should I accept or reject orders that are offered to me? Should I accept all of them or most of them? Or do I reject a lot of them? How do I determine if I should and which ones I should accept or reject? Here's the bottom line, folks. It is your right to make that decision. There are things that I really want to encourage you to consider, but in the end, it is your business decision that you have to make. Now, in episode two of the Courier MBA series, we talked about the importance of understanding what it is to be an independent contractor. Guys, this is critically important. You are the boss of your own company. You might not have planned to be, but you are. So accepting and rejecting orders, it, it's a very central business decision that you have to make as an independent contractor in on-demand delivery. So do not think like an employee here because you are not. Don't go by what any of the platforms, DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, Postmates, any of them say that you should go by. And don't go by what I tell you to do or other drivers that might tell you to do in social media or in platforms. You are the boss. And so you've got to make your decisions. What I want to do is encourage you just to weigh everything when you make those decisions. So here are some things that I think you really want to think about when you're deciding whether or not you're going to accept a lot of orders or you're going to reject a lot of orders or a combination of the two. One of the most important rights that a business owner has is the right to set their own price. Now, all of these companies, DoorDash, Grubhub, all of these others, when they made you an independent contractor, they chose to make you a business owner. Now, they chose not to give you employment rights, but when they made you a business owner, the technical definition of an independent contractor, they also chose to give you the rights 
of a business owner. And one of those rights is to set your own price. And that is a critical thing. That is something that you've got to keep in the center of your mind. You have the right to set your price. And I know I'm going to get some argument on this because people say we can't set our price because the delivery fees are set and we have no control over them. Folks, the delivery fees are not the important thing here. You do not measure based on the dollar amount of any particular delivery. Your your success that you measure has got to be based on how you did more on an, an hourly basis or you could really break it down to a per minute basis. Your success is based more on time than it is on a particular delivery because that delivery could take five minutes and that delivery could take 50 minutes. I am here to tell you that you can and you should set your price. Now, if you go back to episode six, we talked about digging deep to see what you really need to make, being really realistic about what you really are making. You've always got to ask this question, am I making enough? And you have the right and the responsibility to make sure that it is enough. And we can control that a lot more than we think. So you're asking, what does this have to do with rejecting orders? Because the thing is, is that you set your price by choosing whether an order meets your price. Your price is not the delivery fee. It is your profitability. Your price is your rate. Go back to episode eight. We dig into profit per hour, and you set a goal here, and that goal is your price. In episode nine, we get into the 40-cent rule, and that is a rule that kind of concludes, hey, you know what? My time is worth 40 cents a minute. Now, obviously, you can set your own price. You can bump that up. You can bump that down. I would not bump it down too much, if at all, but I find a lot of cases that 40 cents a minute actually makes some sense. 40 cents a minute is your price. Now, we talked earlier about evaluating deliveries, and, and, and here is how you set your price. You estimate how long the delivery will take, how much you will get paid, divide pay by minutes, and, and that gets you your estimated revenue per minute. And then you just compare that to your 40-cent rule or whatever rule you chose. Was it... Did, Is that delivery going to give you 40 cents a minute? If so, you accept it. And if not, you reject it. That is how you set your price. You are accepting and rejecting orders based on whether or not it will pay you the amount per minute that you have set your price to be. Folks, this is a right to set your price. Claim that right. Take everything into account here and realize that it's not greedy to set your price high enough to be able to stay in business. In fact, it is your responsibility. Remember that your earning power, once you figure in all things, if you go back to, I believe it was episode eight, your earning power, when you go back to figuring everything out, is really only about two-thirds of what your revenue is. So translating that, if you're making 40 cents a minute, that's $24 an hour. That is more like making what you would earn in a $16 an hour job. $16 an hour doesn't seem that high or unreasonable or greedy, does it? Set your price to a level that meets your financial and earnings goals. That is your right as a business owner. Some other things to consider when you're accepting or rejecting orders. There are all sorts of questions that you could have. 
A big one on the other side is, well, can I be terminated? Can I have my contract terminated by rejecting too many orders? And this is a real concern in the driver community. There's that fear that they can just, you know, some will say fired. You can't be fired if you don't have a job, right? But can you have your contract terminated because your acceptance rates are too low? And a lot of that comes from an employee mindset. But never, never, never forget here, you are not an employee. Companies cannot legally terminate you or take any punitive action against you for rejecting orders. They cannot, by law, control when, how, or where you work as an independent contractor. That's one of the trade-offs for making you an independent contractor. When they make you an independent contractor, you get rights that go with it. It is illegal for them to terminate you for acceptance rate. Does it happen anyway? It might. I, I don't know for sure, to be honest. Every once in a while, I hear somebody claim that they were terminated for that reason. Sometimes I'm not sure if they totally understood. You know, there are, there is a concern that companies are cracking down on cherry pickers. and But I find that if somebody has been terminated for that reason, they were usually told verbally. You never see it being stated in writing which makes sense because they're not going to provide evidence because, again, what I just told you, it is illegal for them to terminate you for that reason. So should that be a factor for you? I'm not going to dismiss the possibility that it can happen. And you've got to make your decisions based on that thought being out there. But you have to make your choices here. And here's what I encourage you to do. Dig deep into what you're really earning, especially if you are accepting most or all of your order offers. Take a look at what you're really earning. Go to episode eight, figure out what you make as a profit per hour. This is so important that you do that because taking every order usually entails a lot of miles. So you've got to figure that into there. And and when you figure out what you're really earning per hour, is it enough? Do you make enough there to justify taking every order? And if you do, and if you're concerned about termination and you're satisfied with what you're getting, that is your business decision and I respect that and you are the boss. If you're not making enough by taking every order, then I have to ask the question, is termination really that bad? You know, one thing to think about is that termination could weirdly put you in kind of a good position just because of the fact there are all sorts of employment lawyers out there who specialize in misclassification, and they would be chomping at the bits for a case like this. So if anything happens, document, 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 you know, get a record of your conversation, everything. You seriously have to consider, though, whether moving to a different platform where you have the freedom to take your orders or even moving to a traditional job is better bet for you than taking every order and not making enough money by doing it. I encourage you guys, hold your ground. Don't be intimidated by fear of losing a job that you don't really have. And remember your rights. Are there benefits to accepting a higher percentage of offers? Sometimes there are. Companies will sometimes give you rewards. They'll give you incentives that are tied to accepting a certain percentage of orders. Now, don't rely on getting rewarded just for taking bad offers and they're going to make it up to you because, folks, I can promise you that's probably not going to happen. Your dispatching is mostly automated 
And so it's just going to be the same algorithm, whatever you do. My experience and my observation is that drivers who accept everything may be more likely to get punished more because they know that they'll accept these offers when other people won't. But remember now, that is my observation and that's my outlook. It, you know, who knows for sure without actually getting the actual data from them. But there are some platforms that they offer incentives. Um, and, and you have to ask yourself, are these incentives worthwhile? Here's a couple of examples. Grubhub, uh, they're big on doing these incentives. And most of their incentives have to do with their program levels. They have premier and pro levels that have certain, I guess, additional benefits. Their main benefit, basically, that really has any meaning is the ability to schedule your blocks earlier than other program levels. That could be a factor if you're in a market where it's very hard to get a scheduled block. And uh, if it turns out that Grubhub is still the most profitable way to go, measure it, measure it, measure it. But if it turns out they're still the most profitable option with anybody else, but you've got to be on a block and you've got to be there early, that may be the best business decision is to go ahead and go for Premier. In my market, it really doesn't make that much difference. I can still grab blocks. I can still earn a lot of money through Grubhub, even though I'm just on partner level. The other major incentive that uh, Grubhub has is they push with an hourly minimum guarantee. The guarantee is only offered if you have a high enough acceptance rate for the day. And it seems like it averages right around $12 an hour. It seems like it's $12 an hour more often than not, and it might fluctuate based on the market. The question with these incentives from Grubhub is, what is the trade-off? We've got to go back to the question, are you truly making enough? Do the guarantees pay enough to make it worth giving up your right to set your price? Does having early access to scheduling really make that much of a difference? And the question has always got to be, does it pay enough? And, and seriously, folks, for 12 bucks an hour... Think about this. When we go back to what we talked about earning power, your earning power on that at $12 an hour is roughly about the same as a $6 to $8 an hour job. Folks, that is sub-minimum wage. Is it worth that? If you're relying on that, you've got to start thinking, hey, this is not the place to be. You've got to weigh all of the options, including the other platforms that might give you more freedom. In the end, though, you make the business decision. Sometimes there's a bonus tied to acceptance rate. You know, it might be minimum amount per order. It might be a per delivery bonus. It might be a lump sum bonus when you've had so many consecutive orders accepted. And there have been times where that incentive is high enough that it makes it worth doing, that that bonus that they give you offsets what you lose by chasing some of these really terrible orders that they'll send out. So again, you measure, you measure, you measure. You evaluate, is this paying enough? You set your price and you decide yes or no based on that incentive and what that's going to do for you. Here's a question that people are going to ask. They're going to say, doesn't rejecting orders hurt the customer? And I would say no. I mean, yes, customers do end up not getting food and they do end up having food that is late when orders are not accepted, when they're not delivered. But that does not make it our fault for doing this, because this is something that lays squarely on the shoulders of the delivery company. 
Remember this. I've got to say this over and over. You're not an employee. And that is huge in this discussion because it is the responsibility of the employees of the company to make sure that orders are taken care of. Your obligation only begins at the moment you accept an order. And at that point, it's up to you to do your best, give the very best delivery you can. But the moment you drop that order off, your responsibility, your obligation ends. Remember that this was a choice by the companies, not by you. They absolved you of any responsibility when they chose not to make you an employee. A customer's right for timely delivery does not translate into you doing a delivery for free or sub-minimum wage. The bottom line is that the company and their employees are responsible for this. There's a number of things that they can do that can improve that that doesn't involve you driving for charity. They could dispatch better. There is so much dead time with drivers when you have excessive drives to pick up when they're actually closer to deliveries that they could go pick up at, or excessive wait time at the restaurants. More efficient dispatching allows more deliveries to be completed with the same workforce. Make sure that there's enough value in a delivery for a driver to make it reasonable, a reasonable compensation for doing that delivery. That's the second thing that they could do. And third, hire employees. Do it right. You know, and uh, if you want the kind of control that makes sure that you get everything delivered, hire in such a way that you can have that control, hire them as employees, give them the protections, pay for what it costs to have employees. Another question that people might have, are other drivers hurt by having bad orders filtered down to them? Let me rephrase that back to you, though, with this question. Let's say you owned a widget store. You charge enough for your widgets to cover your costs, you pay your rent, you've got something left over that you can live on, right? But your competitor sells widgets for less than cost, and guess what? They go out of business because they didn't make enough money to cover all their costs. How is that your fault? It's really the same principle here, folks. You are not responsible for their bad business decisions. And then you take that and you go back to the fact that you're not responsible for the company's responsibility here either because you are an independent contractor, not an employee. Folks, this whole thing is all about business decisions and about your right as a business owner to set your prices. The delivery companies are the ones who gave you that right when they refuse to take care of you as an employee. They cannot take those rights away. They cannot have it both ways. So you have the right to set your price. Now, you might be like a retailer and you make the decision that the uh, manufacturer's standard retail price, you know, that or suggested retail price, that's the way to go. You can choose to let them set the price for you. If it makes business sense to you, that's your business decision. Or you can do something like using the 40-cent rule. You set your own price and you accept only the orders that meet your price. That is your right to make the decision either way. This might end up being probably the longest episode that I've recorded yet, but guys, this is really important stuff. It is about claiming your rights as a business owner, about setting your price and making business decisions based on that price. This is a core to what we do, a core to our right as an independent contractor. So to me, it just felt like it was worth that extra time. I do thank you for joining us. Tomorrow, we're going to look at ways that you can shorten your delivery times, be more efficient 
by getting in and out of restaurants more quickly. In the meantime, I invite you to come on over to the website. Check us out. You can scroll through previous posts there. You can look us up on Twitter, Facebook, or even LinkedIn and just search for Entree Courier in those platforms. And you can look for our podcasts on all of the main podcast channels. Folks, as always, I save this part for last because I don't like to ask this question if I haven't earned the right to ask it. So I hope that I have. If you found anything useful in what I'm providing here, either on the podcast, in our website, any of that, could you spread the word about us? Let people know about us. If you know other drivers, can you tell them about EntreeCourier.com or DeliverOnYourBusiness.com? Tell them about this podcast. If you could leave a review at iTunes or any of the podcast places where you can do reviews, those reviews help us get found. If you can spread the news, we can help more people succeed in their business. We can help more people take control and be the boss of their business. One last thing that I ask you, please go out there, take control of your business, go and be the boss. Be the boss.